Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stay Strong in America podcast. I'm your host, Tyron Brown, here for another episode of our Talk It Out Thursdays. And as I've said in the past, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is going to be a bit controversial, so be prepared for it. You may shun it, cry at it, laugh at it, have fun with it, whatever the case may be, your ears will definitely tune in. So if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, but your ears wide open. And if you happen to be in a stationary place, like a coffee shop, your friend's place, your own home, feel free to take our notepad and jot down some notes because today's episode is definitely going to be one for the books. So stay tuned. So let's cut to the chase, ladies and gentlemen. Our episode today for our Talk It Out Thursdays is called Ladies Beware of the Wall. And for those of you who don't know, the concept of the wall has been commonly used throughout several podcasts and online episodes for influencers in the red pill and manosphere community to describe a tribulation they feel most heterosexual cisgender women must consider when dating, especially if they intend to be married or have children in the future. No, this is not about a mental block, but rather an awareness of the limited time that women have to find a mate of their liking if they want a husband they respect, children, and lifestyle that they would prefer in the confines of a relationship. The suggestion is that the wall is not just a physical awareness of a loss of youth for a woman in terms of their attraction, which is usually tied to their sexual market value and ability to attract a quality significant other, but rather the wall is much more a mental awareness of where women are in life and how close or behind they are in terms of having fulfilled this desire of having a mate of their choosing. The wall has been interchangeably called the danger zone, which is a phrase coined by the late Kevin Samuels, who is a force within the men's fair and red pill community that addressed dating suggestions to women across the world. However, keep in mind that the wall or danger, danger zone has many presumptions built in it, including the fact that women can only find a suitable mate between particular ages, that there are not alternatives to enable biological desires such as pregnancy, and that women may have a tough outlook for their life if they do not, quote-unquote, secure a man. However, my rebuttal to all these presumptions that enable women and others to quickly disregard this concept is the fact that many podcasters and YouTubers have stated they are speaking from a perspective of probability, not possibility. And that's why I felt that this topic needed to be fleshed out, because we do not need to sell dreams to anyone. Instead, we want to give women the best opportunity to fulfill this desire if it exists or still exists for them. I want women to understand that while the wall has some idealized sentiments to it, it can serve a great purpose in being aware of this concept as this may have been subconsciously impacting on how they are dating or at least will be moving forward if you find information from today's episode to be useful. All right, so you can benefit from and apply the wall concept to your dating life. If you are someone who's looking for a husband, to have a child with a husband and a family life and a quality significant other. So guys, like I said, get that notepad out because we're going to have a bit of a debate today. But before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, I actually have a special guest with me today because, you know, I feel like if I'm talking about woman, I want to actually get a woman's perspective on these issues. So I decided to tap in to my own family and I reached out to my youngest sibling, my sister, to come on as a guest for the Stay Strong in America podcast. And her name is Kayla. So, sis, you want to tell the listeners a little something about yourself? 
Hey everyone, my name is Kayla. I'm Tyron's youngest sister, as mentioned before. Um, I'm just kind of like intrigued about today's episode and the topic of what we're discussing. I feel like having both perspectives from a male as well as a woman's perspective is going to be very interesting, especially on topics regarding a woman and what her likelihood in getting a mate is. So stay tuned. Yes. Thank you for that, sis. And, and, I, and like you said, like having a woman's perspective is critical. I emphasize that. Like I, I don't want to talk about an issue and I'm not a woman myself. So guys, you're going to be in for something good today. So I'm glad I have you with me, Kayla, because I want everyone to become aware of this wall or danger zone. And to put it in layman terms, everyone, the wall or danger zone is the age at which women become highly aware, either consciously or subconsciously, of their value in the sexual marketplace or the dating place, whatever you want to call it. Specifically, the fact that their value may be diminishing or plateauing. All right. And what this means, essentially, is that. Those looking for long-term commitment to secure a husband and have children and, and live their life out with somebody who, of their choosing that they're truly interested in, it has, a, it has a, a, a window. And if you miss that window, then your, your chances of finding that person that you desired when you were younger, you might not find that at 30 years old the same way you would at 23. And so like Rolo Tomasi, who has the Rational Mail podcast, and Ke- uh, Kevin Samuels, you know, um, before he passed away, he talked about the danger zone. He told, they suggested to a lot of women, like, don't think that you're going to be 23 forever, which is the age that a lot of men, a lot of men found women to be um, the most attractive, uh, according to several surveys. Don't think that you're going to get that attention all the time, because when you get a lot older in age, a lot of men are going to overlook you and look at to, look to your younger counterparts. You know, so Certain women have pushed back and said, that's not true. It's a different generation. People are getting married later, which is true. This is a very true thing. Like, I know people who got married by the time they were 25. And I know a lot more people who got married after that age. But also, I know a lot of people who just never got married at all. So, you know, it, what does even the wall or danger zone even mean to women? Do you, do you guys care about it? Like, do you think this is a real thing, Kayla? Like... This whole wall, danger zone, all that stuff. Or it's like a, a, a fear tactic to force women to choose men who are average. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I just think personally that, you know, the whole topic is of marriage. So we have to really think and consider who you're who you who you plan to marry and what values you're looking for in that person. Because. Honestly, if a guy came up to me and telling me the reason he's trying to marry me is for my physical looks, I know that marriage is not going to last. Mm-hmm. So the wall could be there. However, that's a part of like a figment of imagination mm-hmm. because everyone ages, everyone is less desirable because we society has this idea of old, elderly or older is worse for some odd reason um, instead of like really celebrating life and like what age comes with in the wisdom. So I think it's a reality. I've, people are speaking on it. However, do I think that is solely the truth? No. So. Mm. No, no. I, I, and I like that. I, I appreciate that perspective because I, but I also think at the same time, that could be a misconception, right? So I'm going to explain a little bit further why, because the, your value may diminish, right? And you're like, you know, if it was about my looks, then why do I care even in the first place? But a lot of times physical attraction does matter. Now, we could be aware that physical looks could, could diminish, but 
I think it's the fact of trying to, a lot of people will push back and, and say, hey, try to get the most you can while you can. It's, I could compare it to essentially like an athlete, right? If that athlete could run track and they could run a 10 flat in a 100 meter, 100 meter race, right? And they're 19 years old. They seem pretty hopeful for the future. Now, what if that person had just turned 31? You know, would that necessarily be the case? Now it's like, I know I'm not going to be faster when I get older, but guess what? You're still going to get that check cut to you, right? If you get, if you get it done. But when is the like, what is the likelihood of you accomplishing that goal of winning that race when you're 19 or 31 so you can cut that check? And, and I understand it's a little bit different because like, you know, with marriage, somebody could divorce you, things of that nature. But what I find is that if you're an attractive woman, you can f- find a man who you can secure because men fall off too. But it's like you all could fall off together. But the thing is that you secure that person. They were attracted and pulled them by your beauty, right? But you made them stay because of your character. You know, I, but I think that it works against you if you're not even able to pull them in in the first place. They won't even get to see your characters because people see looks first, especially when we're at a young age. And people are looking young for a longer time. That's how I, I kind of find it. So when I say that rebuttal, I mean, what, what do you have to say in terms of that? I mean, it's, I guess, like, you, there's a point in the sense of, like, you know, you have to have some type of physical attraction for a person, but I feel like your argument is solely based upon physical attraction, and I feel like, how how is that going to withstand what a relationship actually requires for you to even get to that marriage point if you're fixated on physical appearance? So... I just think that that is still like a fault in this perspective is mm. that it's... So the whole concept essentially you feel of like how how men are supposed to like attract, you know, how men are get attracted to women. You feel like that's a wrong perspective to look at for a long-term relationship to even begin with. So like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, I, I feel like that's a part of it, but it's not. As, I'm not saying it's like a man issue, a male issue, because I think mm-hmm. it could go both ways. Mm-hmm. I just think that's the issue, and like, and why people don't have like long lasting relationships because it's surface levels. I feel mm-hmm. like we need to really delve deeper to see what we want in long term partners. If that's the goal, if marriage is the goal here, mm-hmm. family and the that whole aspect of it mm-hmm. I just think that physical attraction is like just one sector of it gotcha you think it's a bit shallow do you find it to be the yeah game? I think it's surface level yeah. and I think any man who is of a certain age mm-hmm. since you said ours is like what 20, 23 24 yeah that's your peak okay so okay. let me explain that to you because I feel like that's it's not fair if I go talk about the danger zone and I don't talk about the peak aspect. Say they talk about women peaking between the ages of 19 and 23. I'll push it even to 25, 26 years old, right? It doesn't mean that woman doesn't look attractive after that age. There's plenty of women who are between like the ages of 27 and up who are fine, right? Um, and for men, they said that the men's peak is between the ages of about 33 to about... 38, 39 years old. And, um, but like we last a lot longer, right? Actually, they may even go longer than that. It'd be maybe 30 to like 45 years old. And the reason for that is because the things that men look for in women are different than the things women look for in men. 
They want a man for security, right? And we're talking in, you know, generalities, but, you know, how else can we address such a subject? But they look for men for security, financials, things of that nature, where women, they look a lot at their, honestly, their, their, their beauty and attraction. That doesn't mean that's all they look at, right? Um, but they're saying based on that, that's when they're in their peak. Because when men hit that age, that's when they're at a certain job when they get paid the most. But, but where they're also physically attractive and in the best shape, if they choose to keep themselves in shape, right? And for women, it's like when you're the most fertile, when you're probably in the best physical shape, where you look the most youthful between 19 and like 25, 26 years old, you know, but particularly 23 to 25 years of age. So... That's what they're going based uh based off of that. They're juxtaposing the two together. Um and saying, Men, you may not start peaking until a little bit later in life, you know, and, and and ladies, you may peak a lot early in life, but are you aware of when you peak? Because if you miss your peak, you might find yourself in a spot of desperation. You know. So I I, I guess I would my thing to that I would say is that like have you seen that the wall existing for people in your experience? Do you do you know of like people who are older and you know, they really desire a relationship, like women specifically, since that's what we're talking about, um, and they're having a difficult time. And you think it's because of their age, or do you think it's just there's nothing to do with it whatsoever? So, speaking from my experience, and as well as I have friends, um, and, like, I have relationships with different people who are of all ages, and I've noticed there is... Um, I guess a plateau, as you mentioned, um, when women do get to a certain age, but I don't think it's like the friend that I know, she's 30, what, 38, doesn't look it at all, looks about 28, but um, she wow. is concerned because she isn't married, she doesn't have kids, and she, you know, there is like, I guess, a timeline when it comes to possibility of being fertile and having like a healthy child mm-hmm. um geriatric pregnancy they say starts at age 35 where you're at high risk pregnancy yeah so i just also feel like at the same time i feel like there's correcting we need to do as a society versus it just coming down onto a woman that a woman needs to choose between age 19 to 24 like no one even knows what they want to do did, mm-hmm. did you know what you want to do uh, i honestly i did not and that's why I, I personally feel that like okay i could agree with that 150 percent like you know no a lot of people were confused as to what you know they wanted then you know um and in hindsight but you know like and that's why i give grace there like i'm not even gonna like oh these women should have been married when they were 23 like who, how would they have known that that's when men probably find women most attractive or that's where they probably got the most attention in their life. You're never going to know when he's... Like, when I started getting attention as a guy, like, I didn't know when it was going to happen. It didn't happen until a lot later in life. So, you don't, can't tell when you're going to peak or not as a woman or for, for a man. Um, but I do wonder if women would have moved a lot differently if they felt like they would have had more opportunities if they were younger. I, I do wonder that. Do you, I mean, what would you speak for yourself when you were, like like... In that nineteen to twenty three, twenty four range, what would you say in terms of you wanting like a like a serious relationship or considering marriage? Would that even be top of mind or? No, I feel like maybe <laughs> in like older generations, I probably was a concern because women couldn't work for themselves. They needed a husband just to have financial stability. But in this day and generation, even though we may not have the same pay rate. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Fair. There's possibilities for us to... And there, there are women who obviously make more money than men. Mm-hmm. So we don't rely on that. And at that age, especially in this generation, you're probably figuring out what you're doing after, let's say, like a typical person who goes through the educational system, standard educational system. They're thinking about what they're doing after postgrad around that age that they're peaking mm-hmm. or what they're going to do in college in order to secure something post-grad. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... Because honestly, like, yeah, we're 18, plus 18 is, like, considered an adult. But you don't even feel like an adult at that age. Yeah, you still just, feel that, like a child true. trying to figure out things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, that is true, you know. like, And that's, like I said, that's why I give a little bit of grace, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us, we don't even know what we want. I do feel like values have changed and things have shifted a bit, you know, um, and, which makes this all the more, more interesting because I started viewing it from a perspective where I'm not going to lie, certain male podcasts, they come down on women, but other ones, they were like almost advising women like, hey, I know you may not know this, but let me kind of put you on. And I know that may be like, how 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 much to trust you? You're a guy telling me these things. But I listened to um, this other podcast, The Roommates Podcast, and they, I found them to be like more like most of their guests were women. And and they were more fair in their approach and a lot of other things. And and now I'll shift the topic a little bit. I kind of found that this, this age of like the wall, it wasn't just the fact of, okay, you're getting older and things of that nature and you may be overlooked by younger women because... An attractive 28-year-old is an attractive 28-year-old has a good head on her shoulders. But they had said something that was interesting. And it was that the more a woman gets her heart like broken in relationships, the more she closes off until the point she just almost like doesn't open up. Right? And I kind of found that the possibility of you being like the more older, like a relationship, the older you get, Increases the likelihood, and, and you're single, unmarried, no, you know, no kids. The likelihood that you may have encountered more relationship that could have left you with trauma. So, I mean, what do you think about that aspect of like the older somebody gets, you know, that probably the more history they have, that's adverse in your experience. I think, um, like the way you ended it was made better sense because. Um, it's not just like a woman issue. Yeah, yeah, not yet. I was. I knew you were gonna probably say that. Too. Um, <laughs> anyone who deals with multiple relationships and that weren't healthy mm-hmm. when they leave out of it, they're gonna have some type of trauma. So unless you seek therapy or seek whatever you need to seek in order to be in a better space mm-hmm. to actually th- consider having a relationship with someone else, mm-hmm. then of course it's you know potential for more harm than I you know, more harm than, you know, fulfillment because you have trauma bonds and you're gonna create more. Gotcha. gotcha. If you don't heal. You know what what is what's the thing I said to that though? The reason why you I, and I I, I I chose women for a specific reason too is because I find like men and this way I say women mature faster than men, especially in terms of relationships, men don't start getting into relationships later until later in life i feel like women start a lot earlier on that and that's why the likelihood of it happening more so for women is more because they started from a younger age than i don't know a lot of men do they also i know some tend to date older than their age so by the time a man gets in his first relationship he may have just been 22 just graduated college 
you know, she may have had her first relationship at 16. And I just think that it's just, there's a lag, you know? So she, that also increases the, the chances that she's probably been through things where her heart probably got broken. That's why I mentioned that. I mean, do you find that to be true in the case? That women probably experience relationships a lot more than men probably perhaps have by a certain age? I think that, um, like, the Western world has a way of, like, romanticizing, you know, relationships and a woman's life from a young age. Like, mm-hmm. you look at women, sh- like, girl shows, they're, get- they're they're thinking about getting married or having a husband. It's always tending to a man. So, from a young age, we were kind of, like, skewed in a way. Our perspective was skewed that mm-hmm. when we grow up, our goals should be certain things. But I think now that people are more aware of, like, how the media really plays a role in, like, what we consider to be, like, reality, I think that's being worked on. So, but again, like, I don't, because I know a lot of men who've been in multiple relationships prior to... But if you're saying that men take relationships more serious at a later age, then that is expected because women do date older for the most part. And that has to deal with maturity. Like I taught students and I've seen a vast difference between a lot of the like girl students compared to the boy students. So, really? yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are some, some differences that you, that you think that you felt like you saw? Um, This could do, I don't think it necessarily has to do with like, their sex, but maybe just like the gender roles that family assign at a young age that they aren't aware of. But mm-hmm. um, just like the women, well, not women, the girl students just being um, listening to directions like the first time. Um, oh, yeah, I do hear that a lot. They follow instructions very well. Yeah. And just also, yeah, I just think it's it's more so like them having like it's weird because I also taught, like, um, student of color. So I think that, like... Is it, like... Cause I, I, I know you, you, you studied human development, right, in, in college, and you, you, taught, you studied black child development, and I know you work with certain populations. Mm-hmm. And I know one thing you brought up to me was the fact of, like, how children are raised and how, like, their identity is formed sometimes in a household before they even leave the household. So is it a bit of that? Like, I know, like, for example, like in a Caribbean household, and not just Caribbean, a lot of households um, of a, a lot of backgrounds, the woman, for people call it, the woman is raised almost as a second mother. And so they know how to take instructions. Sometimes they know how to lead if necessary. They know how to protect and care for other people at a, at a younger age, which makes them a lot more um, prepared for relationships, essentially, in that sense. Do you find it to be true or is, is, well, that, is that... Yeah, I do think... That's what I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is I do see that they're more parentified. And I don't necessarily think that makes them ready for, like, a healthy relationship. I mm-hmm. think it makes them prepare to help others more than they help themselves. Mm-hmm. So... Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, therefore, like... And sometimes that's what happens. Some men take, ad- some men take advantage, right? And... That could lead to, like, you know, trauma bonds and things of that nature because while she's busy there, I think she's loving you, taking care of you. Some guys take advantage, which is why they may want to date older. Um, but by them dating older, they accumulate more relationship experience, whether that be good or bad. But, you know, this 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 wall 
and everything surrounding it and things of that nature, I think the one thing I, I, I don't want to overlook when it comes to it is the fact that I know some of these women want children, right? And you had mentioned geriatric pre- pregnancies. You alluded to it about high-risk pregnancy past the age of 35. You got to tell me, like, from your perspective, what do you think is going on? Like, I, I'm curious as to know from, I know you're not that age, but you know people who are that age. Why do you think, like, some of these women are struggling in terms of, like, finding someone po- possibly suitable um, to have a family, have a family with and have kids with, you know? And, and, you know, just from your perspective, what you think possibly could be the case? I think the case is that a lot of people see it and they romanticize it, but they don't know what it... A lot of people that get into relationships, and this is just... I'm speaking for the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like a lot of us just wasn't shown what love actually is and also haven't seen a family dynamic. And... Not to say every black family is like, you know, separated because there's a lot of thriving families, black families that have marriages, successful marriages and has, you know, a family unit. But a lot of the times we don't consider the fact that we don't know what love is or how to receive or give it. And and that we don't know where to start when it comes to family structure. Mm. Mm, so that 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 and thank you for bringing that point up. I I think that's a big thing is that how we were raised essentially, and I think we can't keep discounting that because some of us we aspire to have these things. But I think there's nothing wrong with aspiring to have a relationship. As a matter of fact, I do want to say a comment that if a woman expresses that she wants a family and kids and all that stuff, that's not, There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, and it's a normal part of life. It doesn't mean you're desperate or anything. Because, shoot, I want the same things as well, too. But are we, are they coached, you know, to, you know, f- identify what love is? And particularly knowing how much fathers are not in the household. I kind of wonder if that can impact a woman's guidance in terms of looking for a relationship, you know. Um, only because they say this, that your father is the only man in your life who... It's going to love you, but not want nothing from you, like sexually. Um, or there's no indication of that. Assuming that he's not a, you know, a malicious father or anything like that. And that's outside, of, of course, your brother. But because your father's, you know, obviously older than you, he could provide you that guidance. Um, what do you think about that theory or that concept in general? Do you agree with it, disagree with it? I mean, I never really disagree with any perspective. I think there's room for like multiple stances. Um, however, I do think that there is a flaw in that because like just because there's no men in the household, that also plays a part on how guys think that what they need out of women. Like it's not just, okay, the girl didn't have a father, now she has daddy issues. There's also a part where how did the son get affected by that? Yeah. yeah and absolutely. how has that shaped his idea of what a relationship is or what he should give a woman, provide for a woman or seek from a woman. Mm. So you feel like they're both missing out. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I, I don't I don't discount that. By me saying that a woman not having a father in her in her household, you know, doesn't take away from the fact that men needed that just as much too. Because I do agree that men sometimes don't know how to treat a woman because I think that children need to see a relationship to kind of know how it operates. And hopefully it's a healthy one, but 
assuming they have a decent relationship, which can be a big presumption between the, the both the parents, but they need to know what that looks like. But what I, I mentioned it for the woman only because we're talking about them that I kind of find like I know people had a, a <laughs> made a big deal about Kevin Samuels, and, I, and to be quite honest, I had unsubscribed from him at one point because some of those videos, the way in which he was talking to some of the women, I just honestly didn't approve of. But there were a lot of other videos and a lot of messages he put out there that I feel like he really cared for them in a certain way. And there was actually this one lady. This is not to talk about the you know the grace we should give Kevin Simmons, but just to give a perspective. This one girl called in. She was 23 years old. And she was with a 30-year-old. And, and he asked, how long have you been dating this person? She said since she was 19 years of age. He said, wait a second. So a man came into your life when he was 26 and you were 19? He asked, where's your father? That's the first question he asked, right? And she's like, he's not in there, not in, his, um, in her life. And she's like, he asked her household. She had two sisters and her mother. So he said, all women in there. Where's the man that could have gave you guidance? Like, Because he said, I'm speaking from a fatherly perspective. If you're going to come date my 19-year-old daughter, you got to come correct if you're already at 26 years of age and she's 19 years old because of where the mind is at. You know, So I feel like sometimes with... with um, with a father being there, they're just going to have this level of um, insight and protection. And they can see things from a male perspective to gauge whether or not, not to say he's going to be right all the time, but at least to give a strong framework as to who she should date and how to lead her in the right direction. I mean, just tell me what you think in terms of the value of the father in terms of that. Or is that something that you feel like she can learn from a woman? I think um, I think both. I think that, um, like I said before, there is some type of framework needed from a healthy dynamic when it comes to relationship. And like you said, what they should kind of look for in a partner. Um, but at the same time, I grew up without a father. Not much of plenty of father figures, I could say, besides like, yeah. Earl. Yeah, yeah. That's a youth pastor. <laughs> a pastor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I was aware at nineteen that a twenty-six-year-old seeking me is probably not the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's ways to learn life through other means. You don't necessarily need that, and that's why I don't think you know people should really. Because I think there is a a thing with oh. Women like I see like a trending going around like women who have daddy issues just because they don't have a father in their life. Yeah, which which by the way, that's not the the that that's an unfair perspective. And they could be when they talk about the wall concept, right? A lot of men may jump to that for their own angle, but I jumped to that from an empathetic um perspective, and that's because I came across um older women who I was because I you know me and Caleb were brothers and sisters. I didn't have my dad in the house, and I. I Grew up with, you know, single mom and around other ladies in the household. And, of course, my brothers. But So I feel like I had, like, full perspective on things or or large perspective, rather, on things. And I talked to older women, and I would have conversations with them. And I would know, I came to know a lot of women who were just single, looking for a significant other at a later age. And a lot of them were struggling. And I kind of was like, yo, this this is like, this is like a... This is an issue, you know, because especially within our community, if we want healthy relationships, healthy families, how can that happen if they're not getting, you know, married and, and um, or being a committed relationship and, and having kids? You know, like uh, what's going on? Um, so, you know, the danger, I, I feel like 
the wall in danger zone may exist, but I guess, you know, the whole thing is that who was to blame for that? Is it the men who aren't taking the woman seriously? The men who aren't prepared to be in the relationships as well? Um, are the women taking their age for granted? Um, like a social media to blame? Um, so there's a lot of different factors and we're going to talk about that in our next segment, guys. So yeah, let's jump into the reasons about this, the wall or danger zone and, you know, and women just, you know, not be, being married or having children like by age 30, even that's very common in this generation. Kayla, do you think it's intentional women are deliberately delaying these things in their life because they have other priorities and other goals? Like a lot of men allege, oh, they're focused on their career. They focus on the education. They think they'll be young forever. Or do you think it's just something that um, that time just passes by and um, it, it's something that just just occurs? It's not intentional. It just it just happens. What do you think is going on in terms of it? Is it intentional or is it not? Um, I think it's a duality in everything. I feel like this topic is multifaceted. So I think that. It's a bit of like time passing as well as women being goal oriented um, and just having like a different vision for what their passions are beyond marriages and having creating families like we're not just like these machines. We're also human. Like we also have goals that we want to accomplish and it's not going to be the traditional what we've seen in the past is our goals is marriage and kids. It can be that plus more. But I also think that to say that this wall isn't true is like invalidating experiences because I like for myself, like I I've been to the clubs from I was younger till now. And I do think that I've seen the difference in how, you know, women of certain ages get treated. Um, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. all the guys on me as I get older Less, I think they they see it in in our faces, not like age wise, but just more like maturity wise. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're kind of I notice that you know the guys you do find in the club, you know what they're looking for, mm-hmm. and they're seeking girls who are probably like naive or. Not to say that younger girls are naive, but, you know, would be more, susceptible to their. The intentions. Yes, yeah, for their intention for that night. So. Gotcha. That's yeah, let me let me ask you a direct question. Do you feel like most men when they go to the clubs are looking for sex from women? No, I think that like most people go to the club to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there has people want sometimes want that night to continue mm-hmm. to be a good night and I think that some men make it make it a point to have a woman by the end of the night, which is kind of disgusting because you're treating women as like these sex objects which we aren't and it can it can be vice versa sometimes women have that intention too like but I just think to it depends on what your intentions are and what you're what you're seeking so if that's what you want for the night then by all means but if that's not what you want then you should find someone who matches your, who aligns with what you want. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I do appreciate what you're saying, what you're saying in, in terms of like the experience that you've seen the change. And I think that's the biggest thing is that certain women aren't acknowledging the change, right? 
Um, to give you perspective, there was this one person I knew and she was talking about men and she, you know, talked about them in, in such a degrading way. And I guess one of the advice I gave her was that, like, don't look at them all that way um, because you feel like you're getting all this attention. Because I promise you that when you get older, things will just change. Men will just not approach you. So don't think that it will last like that forever. Not saying that she can't be annoyed by men because she's not going to have our attention forever. But it's the fact that you can see that change. And just just for the guests to give you, I mean, excuse me, the listeners to give you perspective. My sister, she just turned 25. All right. So she's young herself. But she's seen the change from when she was younger. And when you say younger, what age is younger? I'm I'm curious. I mean, I've been partying since I was 15. But I would say, like, in the clubs, obviously, like, 18 till now. So definitely, I had, like, I probably had, like, guys lined up definitely when I was in, like, my 21 to 23 stage. Mm. But I also think that, like I said before, I don't think it really has to do with age look-wise, but more so just, like, guys seeing who they can kind of trick into, like, what their intentions are for the night. Gotcha. So you're basically saying that's the case. I'm going to speak from a guy's perspective a little bit on this, right? And I tell women, sometimes the guys are trying to get to know you, you know, and and what if he wants your number, but he wants to pursue a relationship with you because he finds you attractive? Because I'm going to tell you from a guy's perspective. I, cause the club isn't just the club, right? We we went to, we both went to the same school. When I went to 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 Binghamton and I went out to the the pretty nasties that they had or whatever party they had going off throughout the year, there were women I found attractive. I wanted their phone number, and I wasn't trying to just have sex with them that night. These were women that I was trying to have relationships with as well. Like, and another thing too, a man is gonna always want to have sex with you, right? But it's a difference if he's going to want to have sex with you and going to want to stay with you. There are men who find women so attractive that they want to have sex with them and then they want to stay with them, right? And then there's men who could dispose of them because they also know that they could dispose of somebody's woman. And I think if if we put on that lens, it would just highlight a few things like how else is he supposed to meet you when you're working and you're busy? Because 18 to 22... You're in college, a lot of people, you're surrounded by a bunch of men, right? That all evaporates when you get hit into the real world and you have bills to pay and you're not in that environment anymore. You're not away from home. You got a curfew because you weren't able to get your own place. You got to get be home a certain time. And so it becomes about a time thing for me. Like, how else are these men supposed to find you? Sometimes, you know, so you go ahead and share your perspective on that. So I'm not saying, because there's actually, like, everyone, if you're on, like, TikTok, Instagram, you probably heard the sound over where they're like, well, um, if you don't go outside, how are you supposed to find someone? Yeah. But we're not saying, you know, you can't talk to, I'm not saying don't talk to a person at a club, because I think that's where, I guess, the Western society have just, that's what we normally do to have a good time. Mm. Um It's not just the Western society. Like, a lot of people do it um, all over the world. But in America, for instance, we go out mainly to, like, the clubs, brunch. Mm -hmm. And those are the times where we hope to be social. Um, So I don't think that... It's just about the approach. Like, you know, if he comes up to you, like, you know, talking a certain talk, you know what he's about. 
Mm, but we're talking a certain type of way. Yeah, like... And then my thing is, that's if he comes up to you. Because I'm so glad you said a thing about a guy could see a look on your face. You know what's the most intimidating thing to a guy in a club? About about a woman? A woman? Exactly. So that's, it's crazy how you knew what my answer was before I say that. What 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 is your take on that where men don't want to approach women because they're with all of their friends? What's your take on that? I mean, I'm not like the most extroverted person to even approach somebody like so I think kudos to those who do make it a point to approach someone that they find I guess attractive or um that they're into but I don't know I feel like it's just like anybody would you go up to some would you go up to a stranger who is with 20 people or go up to a stranger who's probably with one other person. No, I, which well, one is less intimidating? The one with, with, with less people. But, exactly. but, but so my whole thing about that is that men are to approach women, even if it's it's like an unsaid rule almost. I find right, and of course I'm speaking in generalities because that's what makes sense. So if we have to approach you, you all right, and it, I'm speaking from like the ladies who are single who want a significant other, right? Um, if we're supposed to approach you, it's a lot easier to approach you when you're not with like eight. Like if you get clown or or rejected you might be nice at rejecting people but some people reject people and it's just like harsh and it's front of eight other people and you know once you talk to one friend no woman in that crew's gonna want you to slap you seconds of you trying to hit on her after the fact right so do you think that woman should adjust based on that you know if there's somebody who wants this marriage they want this chances of finding a significant other you know you know do you think they should consider like some of these suggestions by men by hey you know Make yourself appear more available or less intimidating, or is that like going against the grain as a man? No, I think if you want to be approached, then you should make yourself look approachable. Like it's like anything in life. Like if you want to meet, like if you are the type of person who go on like solo dates, but you're trying to make new friends, like you move to a new city and try to make a new friend, are you gonna have a mean mug on your face if you're trying to make new friends? No, you're trying to, you want to look approachable. So I think if you, that is your intention for the night as a woman, you want guys to, you know, come around you and try to like, you know, shoot their shot, I guess, then you should seem more approachable and like take, take, yes, you need to take into consideration your friend group because it is intimidating for men, for anyone to go up to anyone in a group setting. So... And I think to to add to that, like there are certain women who would say, you should be confident enough to approach me. You shouldn't be scared about the fact that I have five friends around me. I mean, and, and it's not for you to go against women per se, but I'm just curious about your perspective on that rebuttal that's given a lot of times. Yeah, no. I mean, I that's not my perspective, so I can't really speak on it. I just think that maybe that person who's asking for that confidence is as extroverted and I hope that whatever that they're asking for that they're also able to give as well um but if you're like a common person who thinks of like how other people may feel then I think then you wouldn't have that ideology I really don't think a lot of women have that perspective so you think that's a false narrative that's being spread about women having that yeah it's just it's just like Kevin Samuels and all these other podcasters just making their way of thinking, like the truth for everyone, which I don't agree with. Like the whole time we were having conversation, mm-hmm. I said that I can see both perspectives because mm-hmm. there's no way you cannot see. Like I feel like when you're having conversations with someone or 
just thinking about people in general, we're all different. And so you can't just think that your way is the absolute way. Mm, there's no absolute truth to these things. You feel like there's perspectives with it. Okay, okay. This is um, you know, you're making some some valid points that you know I I think that some of us may have consider may have not considered, and I I do think certain certain women may unintentionally go out with a group of girls, but they, like I I met certain women in the midst of like a a group of girls, and some of them their their friends are me mugging almost. But they might be that nice one that's in the bunch. And I'm like, you might want to remove yourself from that because a lot more guys would probably approach you. They just, like, don't want to feel like they're in, you know, running to 10 different, you know, um, 10 different of your protector female friends. So I guess that's that's what it comes down to. But you, I also want to bring up a question. Since you mentioned this a little bit about the transition in age, right? Is there low-key competition in the dating market between older and younger women? Because I've heard recently that, you know, there's old, old, I've heard this one, one podcast to say this. Ladies, beware. The man that you're looking for, older woman, even 40 year old woman, are competing for. Like there might be a, a 30 year old guy and that 25 year old that's into him, that 40 year old is just as much into him. Is, did you experience any of that? Or do you know of that existing in your experience or others' experience? I think that. There's already a shortage of men <laughs> compared to women, so. Cause speak on that. Feel free to speak on that because I've heard that as well too. I mean, population wise, like I think there's like, I'm. Let me not say numbers because I didn't do my research, but I know for a fact that there's more women than men, right? Mm-hmm. You can look that. You can look it up. You could do yeah. your research, get the numbers, but then you have to look about which men are suitable, mm-hmm. like. Not saying you have necessarily need to have a college degree, but you know, do you have a college degree? Do you um are you hardworking? Do you have goals that include, you know, family life? Like all of that, once you start applying like the things that you're looking for. The filters basically. Yeah. <laughs> once you start putting the filters on, the pool gets smaller and smaller. So if, there's gonna be competition, okay, mm-hmm. but I just think it's interesting that there's less men, like there's more men like liking this idea of being like seeked. If you guys are supposedly the hunters and y'all go after women, then it's like y'all trying to be the catch now. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that because I didn't even have this in my outline. I did not. So... We're going to go there because you just brought up this concept. I, I was going to forget this. And I've heard this too. Is there an issue because men think they're the prize now as to before when a woman was the prize? And then even some people may, I understand people may not like that, that the commodification of people almost seeming like that. But is that what you're referring to a little bit? Like men now thinking that they're like the, 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 the one who's supposed to be sought after as opposed to them seeking after the woman? Is is that the concept you're alluding to? That's what I'm alluding to, but I don't think that it's necessary. Like, I don't feel like the woman needs to be the prize either. Like, I feel like y'all both should be valuable people in your own separate lives mm-hmm. as individuals. But I just, like, now it's just like, woman, you need to do this in order to get us. But it's like, 
Y'all be the same one being like, man, we the hunters. We like to do, like, we like to go after our women. But it's like, which one do you want? Right. Because so now they can't get heated too. That's yeah. the thing that's going on a little bit. Yes, given that. Now, the, 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 I, I want to speak with you a second about that only because I find that, um, you know, certain men are going to say, like, you know, we're asking things of women because women have been asking so much of us, you know. And women have also had a platform to be vocal, talk about us a certain way. Why not express what we want, you know? Particularly in the black community, they're saying these things. Like, do you find that the... And I'm going to ask you a little bit about, like, if even if it's not your standards, about people you know their standards. Like, what does that look like? And do you think it's a lot? Like, what is the, what do those filters exactly look like, you know? And like I said, it's not necessarily be you, but it could be commonly amongst your friends, like... We just want these things in that guy. Because I'm almost wondering... Okay, so this is it. Let me say a little bit more, right? To give you some context. On social media, they're saying that with social media, women think they have a lot more options than they do. And they say there's truth to that because there's a lot more options for intimacy, right? Physical intimacy, but not like, you know, relationship-wise, right? And, And what happens is that Women are now placing standards on men because they may have had one experience with somebody who flew them out and had sex with them and it was great and all that, who was well off. And now they're thinking that every damn man can do these things. So women want a guy who makes a lot more money than before. They want a guy who's a lot taller than before. They want a guy who is, you know, probably in good physical shape. Um, they want a guy who looks a certain way. Uh, they want a guy with this education, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that are those are those truly the standards of people you know around you, or is that exaggeration? Like, what do those standards look like, and do you feel like that standards are too high that women place on men, at least the women you know? I mean, I think standards are just like standards is just like if I had a application and I just asked you to fill out certain things, right? Like, what's your name? What's your height? body weight, whatever, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to say you you filled out the application. That doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, if you're not six feet over, I'm not going to consider you. But if you have a certain type, then that's fine. Everyone has a type. Mm -hmm. But I feel like women, if anybody, are, we're, we're more able to like accommodate for certain things, I feel like men actually, y'all impose these unrealistic expectations and beauty standards on women mm. for all this time, and that's why. Like what? Like what? What do you? What do you feel like are some like unreasonable standards you feel like men have? The whole conversation of the wall due to age mm-hmm. and us plateauing. Like y'all don't think y'all hairline be receiving that y'all don't be getting dad bodies. Like mm-hmm. it's the same way, but mm-hmm. for men, it's like we accept it because like oh, it's men, but. If a woman is has a stomach, it's unattractive, it's unfeminine, or like she needs to have her nails and her toes done, and you guys don't even get the simplest of like toenail your toenails clipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not everybody, but it's just like you know, don't put expectations on someone and you don't have that for yourself. And that's why I said you have to give what you have to give what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. So. And, and, and so, but go tell me about some of these standards that you and your friends have for men, though. I mean, it's just, I think it's typical standards that you would want in a partner. Like, for instance, like, right. you want them to 
have a certain mindset, like a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. That's something I think everyone looks for because we're all going to change as individuals and in, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you want someone who has their their head on their shoulder. So they're pretty smart, efficient with money. They know how to save or want to spend money on the right things. You don't need someone blowing a check on a belt or some sneakers because mm-hmm. that just shows that you can't grow with me financially. Mm-hmm. So financial stability. And then I think like taking care in your appearance, not saying you have to be perfect, but like having some type of, I don't want someone who just looks rough every day. We all have days that we look like bums, Mm -hmm. but when it's time to pop out, you know how to clean up. Like, you know, I think it's just regular things that people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, What about education wise? Is that a thing? You know, I know you have your your bachelor's degree and you could go for higher if you want to, but is education something that matters to you? Because I'll be honest, it does matter to me. Just just because of my experience, you know, particularly being, you know, a person of color, I find that those with the education tended to, you know, understood, like, the my mindset a certain way and just usually came with a lot of qualities I'm looking for. Now, correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, so someone doesn't necessarily have to have a degree and all of a sudden they're valuable and all that. But I think there's certain things that and experiences that people could understand when you've been through that process of having to go to school and, and and be diligent, things of that nature. I mean, I think that's true, but that's why I just said I think a person with a good head on their shoulder because, like you said, I don't think a degree, like, a, de- a degree doesn't make a person. Right. Because okay. there's some people who are um, financially good without it. However... I do, and I don't. I also don't need my partner to be just like me. We don't have to have the same experiences um, for us to work out. But I do think that yeah, there there are some commonalities that would be nice to share. Or if you can just like experience it with me without like you necessarily having to be there, like you could laugh about it, or you could kind of understand the jokes. That's fine. You don't need to have like a PhD. But if I feel like you're going in the right direction, like professionally, then that's fine. It's not like you need to have your master's, you need to have your PhD. Like, no. It's just about where I see you headed and the type of mindset you have. Mm, mm, okay, okay. And the... And height, I have to ask about that question. Because, <laughs> like, I know you're, you're a pretty good height, even though, you know, brothers and sisters, like, you're almost... You're, you're up there compared to, like, the average, you know, lady. So, tell me about that. Like, <laughs> I just feel like, personally... If you're a stallion, like myself. <laughs> Explain what a stallion is for, for our listeners who don't know what a stallion is. Okay. Yeah, so according to Meg the Stallion, that's like the six feet and not people, but I'm five, six and a half, and I think that we count. I feel like if your legs are long, you know, I feel like, like I said, it's all about your type. Um, but there do be girls that are like five feet asking for six feet tall men. It's not that. I don't think that's a bit... A lot, but I do feel like as a woman who's tall, it is nicer mm-hmm. to look up and kiss someone yeah. versus, you know, even if they're your height, that's like they don't have to be five feet taller than me, you know. But I did talk to a short person, and it was very awkward walking into like public spaces. And I think it's just the difference dynamic. It, yeah, see me like okay, so this this happens with men. Men, we would, I could be okay with that. I think that the taller you are as a woman, like, I could be okay. I'm never, like... But if, you're not that short. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Short yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So, like, 
it's it's like it's all relative, right? So I could definitely find women who are definitely shorter than me, and I could feel fine that women who are about my height, and also certain women who might be taller than me that I'm, I was probably you know too short for it. But I understood that I dated someone who was I was in a relationship with someone who was six one before, and <laughs> people think it's all on the the woman. It could be all on a shorter guy too. How we feel as well. So. I could be understanding of that, but it's like you said, it's the five feet ones who are the men, the six feet ones. I mean, and I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to impose that for my own benefit. I'm just saying you may be overlooking a, a partner since we're talking about ending up being married and having children and all that within a, that confines of relationship and going about it that way. You may be overlooking valuable people. Um, do you feel like you have, you know, if people look over valuable people because of, you know, their own standards or shallow things and, they may have missed out on that opportunity, or even has it happened in your case? I don't think, for in in my experience, I don't think I've overlooked someone. Well, no, I feel like the short person had his flaws, so it was beyond his him being short. But I think everyone is capable of being shallow, um, so there is a possibility that people did overlook other people due to like their their standard. There was one time where I almost overlooked one of my exes, and I gave them a chance. And it turned out pretty good for the most part, even though they're ex now. But had I, like, been shallow about certain things, I would have never experienced the things that we've experienced. And it was... For, I I can speak highly of that person. So Just, I think we should give people chances beyond our filters. It's like having an Airbnb when you put your filters in. Sometimes you'll find houses that doesn't have a pool, but it's really nice. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. I like that. I like that description. You know, it's not you're not gonna find a perfect Airbnb, but it's still gonna be a great experience, a great house, and it's gonna be great reviews left. You know, or you may end up buying a house, living it for the rest of your life. So, I mean, I I, I definitely appreciate you you sharing that perspective, and I think that's the biggest thing I want people to catch. Because like when I said I make these episodes, these titles, ladies beware of the wall. It's not to put fear in you, but you know. More so, like you said, Kelly, give perspective and certain perspectives that I may not be aware of, you know. Um, but I have another question, too, right? Because, you know, I, I had dated someone and she was um, like 37 years old, right? And um, I was like 29, you know, at the time, 29, 28. And I looked past it, right? And... I had mentioned it to someone, a, a lady who who was older than that, and she was like, "I was like, is that not a red flag? She's never been married, never doesn't have no children, and she didn't even like the way in which she. Okay, I, I'll give it more perspective. The way in which she talked about it, about her age, it was almost as, she, as if she didn't think that she was like thirty seven. She almost was like, I'm twenty seven. I'm taking my time, and if I find it, I find it. So my question to you is: Is a woman single past a certain age with no children? A, a red flag or any sort of flag, um, and should men question um, her singleness at any stage of her life? You know, should is, should that be a thing where we should like hmm be assessing a woman based on her age and she's never been married, never had no children, her 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 longest relationship was probably a year or two. Is that something that you would kind of raise an eyebrow to? And I was before you answer the question, I would say this: think from the perspective of an older sister. Or think from the perspective of a mother with a son. Okay, so I think your question is like twofold because you said um, if the person is like, if they aren't married, 
and don't have like a family hasn't hasn't started a family by that age but then you also said hasn't held a relationship mm-hmm. so i think those are two separate categories like it's like for instance when you meet someone like a friend and they're like oh i, ha- I don't have long-lasting friendships that's a red flag like okay, why don't you, you have long-lasting friendships why so of course that's going to be a red flag if you can't maintain a relationship Hey, what's going on? And it's not to say that's her fault. Mm -hmm. She could have probably seen red flags in other people Mm -hmm. and actually made made an effort not to continue with that. Some people stay in relationships just because Mm -hmm. they want to be in a relationship. Which is no better, basically. Yeah, Yeah, got you. But in regards to her being single and not having a kid, I know many men who are single at 37. They they think that's... You just said that's your prime sign. Yeah, yeah. Why is that not a question for y'all too? No, but the question is because you, like you said, it's our prime time. So we have the most options available. It's kind of like a woman who doesn't want to, like, you know, the whole thing about Lori Harvey and everything. People are coming at her, this and that. How old is Lori Harvey? I said 23 in my last episode, but I think she's 25 now, right? So. Yeah, she is literally in her prime. I, I didn't get, I told Ruben, I was like, yo, she's still young. She's met, she has, to, I can understand it. That's why I said, I'm very understanding. Right? Like, in terms of that, like, you're going to have the most options. It's hard for someone to settle when they're in their peak stage of their life. That's why I think it makes sense for men. But with women at that age, it looks a lot different. Can you honestly say a 37-year-old... Matter of fact, let me ask you, this might be a more appropriate question. Can you say a woman at 37 years old is the same as a man at 37 years old in terms of a relationship and their ability to attract a suitable mate? Well, what I'm not going to do, I think... That you're playing into this whole wall, like you're perpetuating it. That's what you. That's what that's you. That's your because you, I'm asking you, a question. I'm asked. I'm literally. No, you yeah. you said mm-hmm. you said that that's our prime year. So you're essentially agreeing with this. Okay, so can I let me let me flush that out. What I'm saying in terms of what the data was saying in terms of at least the financial aspect of it. And I said, assuming if a man keeps in shape, a lot of 37 year old men fall out of shape, and there's a whole theory behind that. But in terms of financially, I know a lot of men make a good chunk of change at 37 years old. Like, that, that is, like, one of the, the prime ages of, of that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that's uh, assuming that women are attracted to a man when he's, like, you know, financially secure. I'm going based off of that. You know, because you, cause you guys said that I had mentioned it earlier about the peak, which is why I agree with it again. And, and, and Yeah, but at the same time, you you went on to say, like, that you know the likelihood of a woman attracting a mate it's like you're just like not to say this i just feel like you're agreeing with the concept and mm-hmm. and that i'm i'm not agreeing with it so i okay. truthfully feel like a guy who has the right idea of a relationship will find a woman at 37 depending if Yes, you do need to consider her biological clock when it comes to kids. So mm-hmm. you're fine with like the chances of having like probably a more like complex pregnancy and going through that. If you're comfortable with that, then I think like it should be fine. Okay. Her being single because she's 37 and unmarried. If it doesn't raise a flag for men, why should it raise a flag for women? Like, mm-hmm. we're both humans at the same at the end of the day. It's just because we're different sexes. You think that one needs to be somewhere. So maybe I should add on to it. Maybe it was the the fact she was single with no children, but it was it was just like, I think it was the fact that she aspired. When I spoke with that person, they aspired to have these things of a family and all that. And 
And I'll give you an example. There was an episode I watched with a podcaster, right? And he talked to a woman and he was like, he wasn't coming at her. He was just really questioning her. He says, well, you, you said you were working on yourself, which is a lifelong work, honestly, right? But he was like, when did you start working on yourself? She said, 22. He said, how old are you now? She was 37. And he, she, he was like, you want a husband? And you want children and all that? She said, yes. He was like, do you understand like your chances in, in terms of what you desire? And having those standards, like, it, it just, it, it's going to become naturally a lot more tough. Do you, from that perspective, do you think that's like unfair for him to say? Or do you think that's like... Yeah, I think that's unfair for him to say because why is it the woman's issue? Shouldn't we be looking at why men are only attracted to 22-year-olds when they're in their 50s, 60s? It's giving very much like fetishizing younger women due to their physicality. So So I think we need to change the mindset of men, if any if anybody, not the woman, because what's she gonna do about her age? Gotcha. gotcha. She can't go back in time. Right, right. No, she can't, but I think that he was he's not saying you gotta change your age, but like I think before he's like, let me let's question things before you move forward, right? If 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 someone's advising someone, right? Because I hear this from not just men, men and women alike, especially of the previous generation. They're like, you know, why don't you go try to find someone? And I think a, a lot of that classic knowledge from previous generations was that I think we don't give them as much credit as they deserve in terms of them, quote unquote, time in the market, you know, and, and, and leveraging things to their benefit, right? Like you're at a time where... You know, like I said, it's like the same thing about being like a professional athlete. You have that window where you could just, you know, do the most you can and then you could get that big, big payday and become a professional athlete. But if you wait too long, you can miss your window and you may not have the strength and the speed and agility to do what you could have done at 19 as opposed to when you're 29 and um, or like 22 as opposed to when you were like 32. And I think with 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 I think I think see, the thing is that when I explain it from perspective, I think men and women alike have. I'll see how the episode's going to say men beware of the window because I feel like men have a window in terms of their career and, and how they can accumulate funds and all that stuff. I'm explaining from a duality perspective in the sense that I feel like men and women, they both go through things, but I think they go through things at different time periods. I think that that's what I personally feel and what I've, I've, I've observed. And it's not because I'm trying to make that to my benefit. Like I said, it's because what I literally have seen has translated. Because if a man doesn't get his his money together between like those peak stages that I talk about, they a lot of them could become successful, but it's hard. They just don't like you get locked up and you go to prison and you get out at thirty five. It's a lot different if you get locked up and you get out at twenty two. You know, and that's what I'm I'm speaking about from that perspective. It's not because oh you're thirty seven this that, and the other, but but yeah. I think your two analogies talks on like what a person can do physically, like. If I run track when I'm 20-something, yeah, your chances of being more agile is better when you're younger. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about how someone needs to love somebody, I think it actually gets better with age. Because like you said, women should have multiple experiences by that point. And hopefully, again, if it's a healthy thing, she would have learned from them, healed from those experiences, and come into a relationship. I think, if anything, she'd probably, probably be a better mom. Because she's probably going to be good in her career at that age. Somewhere settled in her career. Mm-hmm. So she'll have time to actually take leave and not feel like I'm just getting my career started. And do IVFs or whatever process she needs to do. But since we're talking about the age over 35 mm-hmm. and the geriatric pregnancies. Yeah. 
And then also, like, she's older, wiser, mm-hmm. I think. Like I said before, like, her love for her partner, since we're talking about marriages and kids, her age should not affect her. If anything, it should help her. But my my thing is that that doesn't take away from the physical aspect of it. But I, I'm, I'm going to throw something in there, right? Just just an example, right? Just so you can understand where I'm coming from, right? If a woman, right, is 34 and she really wants to have a child of her own with a natural pregnancy, I do you think there's an opportunity for her to make a mistake in choosing that person out of desperation as opposed to a woman when she is 24 who has quote-unquote time on her hands. Because that's what I think happens sometimes. That's why I said I'm thinking about it from an empathetic perspective because somebody who's 24 like, or 25, like your age, may, okay, I'm, I'm going to be sold down with this. But I also can't fault women who felt like I had to rush to make a decision because it's going to be hard. Because not only do you have to, there's a physical, biological time clock, but it's also the fatigue from a relationship and getting to know someone again. Is this person the right one? Can you fault for someone who... who who jumps at the first chance she feels like she has. and Because what I'm saying is that reality exists for a lot of women. And they stay in these unhealthy relationships because they want a child of their own. So are we underestimating how much women want a child of their own too? That, that That's what I'm wondering. No, but we're also negating the fact that men are literally not choosing women that they probably should be choosing because of they're so concerned about their physical attractiveness okay. to a person. Gotcha. And at the end of the day... Whether your peak is... Because nobody's peak is all on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Everybody's peak is going to be different, whether it's physical or financial. You can, you're, When you talk about the man peak, you're making it financial. When you talk about the woman's peak, you're talking about physical. That says something about the mindset in general. Mm. Gotcha. Well, I, I told you why I said that, though. It's because of the things that... That women value in men and men value in women. That that's but literally... that's what we need to change. That's okay, why I'm so saying you're perpetuating col- this idea. If you agree with it, mm-hmm. because we're not addressing the bigger issue, Would we're you... making an issue that is a problem. Obviously, right. if we're seeing so many women having to do stuff out of desperation because men aren't attracted to them anymore, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you're saying that, and and then. Not you didn't say it, but oh yeah, I have an issue. A lot of men have an issue about women gold digging. So let's correct the bigger issue then. Mm. So you think that stop we seeking be... people for these finan- these personal gains, gotcha. and if if it's really a relationship, mm-hmm. if it's really a marriage and a family that you seek, because at gotcha. the end of the day, y'all all gonna be fifty and nobody's at their peak. Now what? You're right. You're right. gonna be lonely. Gotcha. So you think that it's a collaborative effort? We both have to hold ourselves accountable. Yeah, we not should. Just the women. We shouldn't lean more into what's already existing because essentially a woman shouldn't lean into leveraging her physicality and a man shouldn't lean into leveraging his finance. We need to lean in our values and reass- we need to reassess our values before we lean into anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, I'll, that's, I, I didn't consider that perspective, to be honest with you. So, you see, guys, that's why you got to bring family on the show because you never know what you can learn. They say sometimes the young ones teach the old ones things. So... I mean, I, I think that that's a very valid point and something for us to to really consider. Um, and we're just going to head on to our last section where we're going to give a last few thoughts on um, this dynamic between men and women, particularly um, in terms of the wall for women. So um, just to share a few last thoughts on the wall, um, Kayla, uh, actually, I want to ask you a few more questions. Uh, because I think this plays into like, you know, 
how a woman may perceive the world in terms of dating and things of that nature. But what do you think about the concept of gender roles in terms of relationships? Do you feel like that's something that could be, you know, because I know you said it's a different generation and, you know, women don't have to necessarily rely on a man financially. And, and that could shift the way in which, you know, they, they, they perceive relationships. Um, and, and I'll give more context to that. Um, a woman um, in, a, in, a, in a podcast episode, she had said, you should want me to want you, not need you. And and I know what she meant, but others didn't. But she went on to explain that, like, you know, if I have to rely on you for everything, that means I really need you. And I might not necessarily want you or desire you. So the minute I get what I, I, I need and I don't want you, you know, but if I but if I have what I need taken care of and I still desire you, that's a lot more genuine. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would want, I, I feel like a benefit in this generation is that as much as, you know, women aren't like the previous generation, if a woman wants you, she definitely wants you now because, you know, she may not necessarily need you for your check, per se. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I agree with the, the later statement that she made. But how does it correlate to gender roles? Oh, well, in the sense that I kind of find that, like, the needs and the wants may... They may not be what they went were before, but I think that sometimes it gets conflated a bit. Like it gets mixed up a bit. Like you can make like make your own money, right? But what if I want you to stay home and take care of the children? Because I don't want to outsource taking care of the child to a babysitter per se, right? You feel like you can make your own money, this, that, and the other. Women could do the same thing as men. Why do I have to be the one to stay home? That's some of the rebuttal that they get, right? But it's like, if we make the agreement that you, you want me, wouldn't you want the things that I want in a relationship as well? well? I just feel like once you get to that point in a relationship where you should have discussed this before y'all probably committed <laughs> to a relationship, um, that's something for y'all to discuss because I can't tell, I can't say like my expectation of gender roles because even though I don't feel like there should be any gender roles in a relationship, there is certain things I do expect the guy to do Mm-hmm. So, such as what though? Like, what are some of these things, for example? Like, I don't have, I don't really want to do like the housework if there's any, like, I'll help. What What, what would you mean the help? What's the housework? Like, I, I wouldn't want to cut grass. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. So, or like a lot of the physical labor, I feel like I do feel like men should be more equipped to it. However, I have been in spaces like I used to be an athlete. So I know that there's times where I could probably do man, more than a, a, man, a man can. Just because he's a man doesn't mean he's necessarily physically stronger than me. But I would appreciate if he could do more of like the physical labor aspect of things around the house. But there are times where I'm willing, like I feel like women would be willing to help mm-hmm. in that. But I just feel like, like I said, it has to be a mutual agreement between the two people that are, are saying that they're committed in a relationship. Mm. You know, I, I think I hear what you're saying a lot of times that this shouldn't even like get to the point of like um, where it's like a, a thing between man and woman. It's just an agreement between how the relationship should be. But this has been coming up in flares. It's just that like only because like I feel like the whole thing about, you know, the wall, the danger zone, whatever you want to call it, and woman... Um, who may not secure a relationship, I, I think could be an, an issue for them maybe how they feel they fit in in terms of relationship. They presume that some of these things that men want and they, they're not willing to do, but they're looking at from, a, some may look at from the lens of like, I'm not doing that. We don't have to do that anymore. As opposed to this may work for us. 
in the confines of our relationship. So that point I want to add. And then I just have a, just a couple more questions. Would you say women put career over significant other in children? Do you think that, or do you think that's just a, like women like, oh, I prioritize my career and my education. Do you think that's really the case? Or do you feel like that's something that's, um, like a, that's there's a misunderstanding going out there into the world? I feel like there's a misunderstanding. I feel like anytime a woman doesn't consider, you know, men or children as her first priority, it's, it's automatic. Oh, you're choosing your career. She's choosing herself. Mm. No, who really likes to work? Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a passion project. Mm-hmm. Who really likes to work? No one. So, if you're getting, but if you're getting like, if you yourself get love or feel some type of like euphoria feeling from working, that's probably you as an individual. And if you get that from family and having a man, that's like it's. Case by case is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But a lot of the times I think when women don't choose, you know, the significant other or the children, I think it's mainly because she needs to fulfill her own needs. Mm. And that's not our... And, and, and thank you for sharing that um, because... And I, I'm going to get back to your point of, in a second, but there are certain women who say to me, I have a career. And I, I like the fact that, like you said, like, you know, who really wants to work because... I I have this conversation with with women. I I think the thing I, I want to say is just that I think it's the way certain podcasts may frame it to them between what you know this man and woman thing. But I think it's just like a personal thing. Like like honestly, like after work, like one of my coworkers I used to work with her, and I told her, I was like after work, like what like what what's really there? Like I don't care to make three hundred fifty thousand dollars if I can't spend time with people I love and care about. You know, so that's what it matters at the um um at the end of the day. Um, but I like the fact you said about choosing yourself because I can honestly say this. Like there were times I got upset after a relationship. And I'm like, oh, she doesn't want me. All she wants to do is focus on her, you know, this career, this, that, and the other. That could have been what she told me, but deep down she was focused on her personal development. Do you think there's men who just probably don't, they, they overlook that in terms of why relationships and, you know, in terms of like, or... They can't work out, um, or they don't consider the fact that women are focusing on themselves. Do you think that gets overlooked a lot? I don't think it's like a man issue. Again, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a sexual issue. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes when people break up, yeah, we don't realize that sometimes when people say, like, it's me and not you, it's not always a cop out. It's literally like people mm-hmm. are individuals at the end of the day. So, if at that point you're you're probably just not aligning with what they need to do for themselves, like a lot of the times relationships can be a distraction. So, and that's just from both perspectives. It can be a distraction, and sometimes when we continue the relationship longer than what it really needs to be, like the negatives sometimes look bigger than the positives, mm. and then that's when everything else starts coming up. But in reality, you was distracted and you didn't know how to say it from the jump or you didn't know how to set time aside for yourself in the relationship. Like there's, I feel like a lot of times in relationship, people get so consumed in each other that they don't give each other space mm-hmm. to like, again, be their, their individual selves. Like people don't know themselves in a relationship sometimes because they're so consumed in it. Mm. Could that also be a reason why certain women are not even getting like, 
uh, marry so soon that this that, that this is awareness that's out there in terms of mental health and, and self love. Because people get knocked for the self love thing. Oh, this is a, like you said, it's not necessarily a cop out. This is a real thing. People experience that. I sometimes wonder, like, could that be women's awareness of that be the reason that they're delaying like some of these quote unquote milestones? You know. Yeah, I think we have a more nuanced perspective on like relationships and what we want for ourselves. Mm. I think a lot of the times it was just like get a family for stability or traditional reasons. Now again, we we don't need that for any reason. So mm. it's really like a matter of really choosing the person because you chose the person not for a necessity type of situation. So. And we should value that a lot more. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are taking men for granted or becoming more shallow. It's just that you're more committed to what you what you want. It's not the wants have increased, but the need element isn't necessarily there anymore. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like married or not, you come in this world and unless you're a twin and leave this world by yourself. So Definitely. You gotta look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, no, I appreciate that perspective. I really do. Um, and as we wrap this up, um, you know, do you just want to leave a last few words for our guests today? Just for like, because I know a lot of ladies hear this episode, you know, and that, they're not just the 22 year olds, you know, they're the ones or 25 year old. They're, you know, 40 plus, 50 plus, and they're hearing this message, 60 plus, they're hearing this message. What is your um, input to them when they hear ladies beware of the wall or hear something about the wall or the danger zone? And let's say in some cases they haven't gotten that in life. You know, what is your message to them then? Like, you know, just in general. My message is that the wall is a facade. <laughs> if you find a partner who truly values values you and values the correct thing in a relationship, then the wall is a facade. Now, if you seek in a partner who has like this type of imagination of what it should be and not a real perspective, then that's when you run into this problem. That's when the wall is actually going to be there. There's going to be an actual barrier. Mm. So just be mindful of who you choose as your partner. I think that's my, my message. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for that. So I think she wrapped it up perfectly. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, you know, the wall is something that, you know, that can be true. If the dependent, if you, if you have certain standards, right. It's like, you only need a, uh, uh, an accounting degree if you choose to work in um, being an accountant and you need to be a CPA. But if you choose to work in another area of finance, then you might not, you might not need necessarily an accounting degree. You, you could even get a bachelor's degree in English. And I think that's you know, basically what, what my, my sister Kayla was saying, that the wall may exist, right? But it exists so long based on your standards. So should you try to find a way to avoid the wall or... You know, should you find a way to reassess your standards so the wall doesn't necessarily uh, exist for you? Um, I guess my message to you is just like, look at your values. Look at what matters to you the most. Look at what you truly want in life. Because at the end of the day, I know a lot of people, they do want to be married. They want to have children and things of that nature. And you can find the same way it may, you can, you can find, um, men can find a good woman. Women could find a good man could find a good man. It just depends on what standards they have, the lifestyle they're choosing to live, and, and their values on life. I can tell you for me, 
Um, there were women who I chose in my life who were not healthy for me. Um, and there were also women in my life who I really wanted and they were not ready for me. And like Michaela was saying, sometimes it's not a cop out. Relationships could be a distraction. Sometimes women are working on themselves. And or sometimes you're just not their type. <laughs> and just accept that, you know, in this generation things may be a lot tougher, but hey, at least somebody wants you and not need you. Um, I do think that as people in general, um, for both men and women alike, we gotta reassess our values and see what matters to us the most. You know, how shallow we we choose to be is how the world will treat us eventually. So that being said, thank you for listening to today's episode. And as usual, stay strong in America, guys. Thank you.